What does your net worth have to do with your life? What is the net worth? Well, today, Dave is going to explain what a net worth statement is and why it's helpful to do it annually. Good day and welcome to the Save Like Dave podcast, where we are on a mission to help you save and win with your money on almost any income level. Dave retired at 55, traveled the world, and lived abundantly, all while making well under $50,000 a year his entire career. Now it's your turn. Let's take your financial dreams to the next level. On today's episode, it's all about net worth. This is how you can measure yourself up financially. Again, we do want to say your life isn't defined by how much money you make or how much you've saved. Sure, that helps to live a healthier, happier life to at least have something in the bank account as you retire. But the net worth is crucial. And Dave's going to share all about it today. It's a very practical episode. So Dave, go ahead and get started. Okay, thanks, Nate. And thank you, everyone, for joining me. And I do have to add to what Nate just said. My podcast is about money, right? It's about personal finance. But at the end of the day, money is really not where it's at. I mean, it's important. It does help you live your life and you know pay the bills, put food on the table. But truly, if your God, so to speak, is to become a millionaire or to have X amount in your bank account, that's not where it's at. At least that's my perspective. It's just not where it's at. Yeah, I agree. And the thing that I try and think from time to time is in the Bible, it says, don't give me too little or don't give me too much. Mm. Because if you have too much, it's almost too difficult. So I know you, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, oh yeah, it's easy for you to say, mm-hmm. you know, you retired at 55 and now you have all this money. And money is certainly a helpful tool, but if it's your end all be all, then your life is going to be like, not the greatest life. Like the movie we saw actually last night, Elvis, you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe he looked like he had it all, but turns out he actually had nothing most of his life. Yeah. And he really had a sad internally, personally had a sad life. And so just take that away. You know, I am trying to teach uh, steps and, and ways to be successful in money, but it's a tool to give you a better life and just keep that in mind. All right. Let me share a little story and then I'll talk about the net worth statement. In July of 1984, my wife and I had been married for one year, and we had just moved into our first home in Oregon. This is the first home I ever bought. I paid $55,000 for it. Hey, that'd be nice, huh? Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. That's how it works, though, the time value of money, which I'm going to discuss in a future podcast. When we made that purchase, at that moment, we had taken the biggest risk in our financial lives. We paid $55,000 and took a mortgage of $46,900. That was a huge amount of money at the time. We had an adjustable rate mortgage of 10.5% and a baby in the oven. Those were fun times, let me tell you. <laughs> I don't know where you were in your financial journey when you just got married. I think you were just kind of starting out, but Is there a reason you chose an adjustable mortgage? Was that the only option? Yeah, there was. There was a very practical reason. At the time, the fixed rate, which everybody should get, is the fixed rate was 12%. And I had a friend that uh, was in the mortgage business, and she said she felt that the interest rates are pretty darn close to the top. And if you get an adjustable rate mortgage, you will be happier if the interest rates go down because my particular adjustable mortgage would adjust up or down every year, once a year. So I listened to her advice and I thought, well, it does make sense. I mean, it can't go up to, you know, too much further. I, at least I thought. 
it actually did go up a little bit farther, but it was pretty much at the peak. So I was fortunate. Yeah. And for those listening, maybe you don't know the difference. You know, the fixed rate mortgage is what we recommend most time, assuming the interest rate isn't too high. Obviously, it's gone up recently in recent times as inflation's gone up. But basically, that means you have a fixed rate, fixed price that you'd be paying every single year until you paid down your entire mortgage, where the adjustable mortgage is a little bit more riskier. It goes up and down with the market, like it says in the word, adjusts. That's right. And so in my case, it did turn out to be true. From that point on, from uh, 1984 forward, the interest rate steadily went down. And every year, my monthly mortgage payment became smaller. So I did luck out, I must say. But preferably, you want to get a fixed rate and uh, it's a little easier to manage. So 1984 was also the year that I began to keep track of our finances with the help of a net worth statement. And every year since, I take about an hour or so on the first week in January and determine that number. Now, 35 years later, I have a simple one-page record of what our net worth is. And just as a perspective, that first year, it was $50,000. That's what was my net worth. Now, if you're not familiar with this process, all that is needed is to write down all your assets, like if you have any equity in your home, if you have a home, the net value of your car. So that would be if you bought a car for 20000 and you paid down 10000 and it's worth about 10000 your value is $10,000. Any mutual funds you have, stocks, bonds, real estate, cash, anything of quantifiable value, that is your assets. And then below that, you would write down any debts, like a home loan. Most of us Just about every one of us, if you buy a home, you're going to take a loan out. Some people have car loans, college loans, credit card balances, and so forth. So you have your assets above the line, then you have your debts below the line. You subtract your debts from your assets. That is your net worth. And over time, you will see it grow. Yeah, so just a simple formula there. All your assets... You know, anything of value, maybe that you own, guitar, who knows, maybe that's taken a little too far, but your cars, and then you take out, you subtract any debts, whether that be a home loan or a car loan, college loans. Unfortunately, a lot of people have college loans due to the cost of the American education. And then that equals your net worth. Just, you know, honestly, just like balance sheet, assets minus your liabilities equal your owner's equity. In this case, your net worth. That's right. So I want to tell you, if you haven't done it yet, I really recommend you doing this as it gives you a quick visual of where you are financially. And frankly, it's very encouraging to see your year-to-year growth. Well, it's like a thermometer almost. It goes up and up and up, hopefully, as you move along. And it's exciting to see that needle go up. So why is understanding your net worth so important? Well, for one thing, it is a snapshot of your total assets on one page. And again, it's very simple to do. It's all on one page and it quickly shows you where all your assets and liabilities are. And honestly, to me, it's like my own personal report card. I can quickly see and analyze my finances in one fell swoop. From this sheet, you can look at your current net worth versus last year's net worth And then from that, you can analyze various positions into more details. So for example, 
let's say on average, your mutual funds went up 8% in that last year, but one fund only went up 2%. Well, that would stand out. And then you can dig deeper by going into your specific mutual fund and find out why it performed poorly compared to the other funds. Maybe it was an anomaly, or maybe the industry that the mutual fund represents is struggling. By studying the annual report, you can say that it appears to be an off year and just hold it longer. Maybe you realize that this mutual fund is in a field that is heading in the wrong direction, and then you need to sell it and move into a better mutual fund to better meet your objectives. So let me give you an example. If your mutual fund follows the travel industry and that fund tanked because of COVID, you realize that those stocks are just in an unusual time and they will bounce back so you keep the mutual funds. Or maybe your mutual fund follows the healthcare industry and sees that the government is taking a more aggressive role in universal health care. And that could affect the long-term results of your healthcare mutual funds, so maybe you get out. So using a quick snapshot of your net worth, this will help you quickly discern some of those things. Yeah, I like the simplicity of it too, because this isn't something we're asking you to do every single month. This is once a year, providing that quick snapshot of your net worth, assets minus liabilities equal your net worth. And then you can compare how you've done compared to the previous years. And hopefully you can see a trajectory just like the stock market where even though it's had up and down, it's gone up over time. Right. And I'm sure for you, I don't know if, if this has been your experience, but looking at your net worth Every year, you've been able to almost feel encouraged as you move on to the next year or just know that you're actually making progress. That's right. And, you know, I've been doing it a long time now, 66. I'm going to be 67 tomorrow. And over those, well, 40 years or so, every seven to 10 years, there's like a big dip. It just happens. The market just goes down, down, down. And so you might have a bad year. And I call them cycles. And I think some of the financial experts call them cycles as well. You just kind of weather the storm and know that better days are ahead. But the net worth statement gives you a snapshot like Nate and I are talking about so that you can make informed decisions to say, how am I doing? And like I said, when you have it on one piece of paper, you can put last year next to this year. You can see right at a glance super quickly that, oh, yeah. This one, uh, compared to the rest, is really struggling. You spend a few minutes, drill down and find out why and determine whether you need to sell that particular mutual fund or stock or keep it and hold it for a longer term. And that's something basically what I do every single year. And it helps me to keep track and it helps me to keep on track so that I can have positive results year after year. All right, uh, I'm going to end with three points. I know this was a short one today, but describing the net worth statement is pretty straightforward, and hopefully you can start doing that if you have not already. So today we learned what a net worth is, and hopefully your takeaway is that it is important to understand where you are financially. This takes about an hour a year to complete and can be done on one sheet of paper. I know probably most people today do all that on spreadsheet on their computer. But because I started with a single sheet of paper, eight and a half by 11, I actually still do that today. And I write it in pencil just like I did back in uh, 1984. For some reason, that's just my little thing, my habit. So you still have almost 40 years of papers that I, you can go back and look at? I do. I have it in one little uh, three ring binder. Wow. Okay. So you 
you look back and you see 1984, you see 2000, 2010. Yep. And I'm sure you're seeing now probably the biggest net worth that you've had. By far. And, you know, if you can remember, I'm going to do a little rabbit trail here, but if you can remember, money doubles. If you can earn 7.2% or let's just say 7.7% a year, if you can do that consistently, and that's very doable in the stock market, your money will double every 10 years. So back in 1984, for example, I had $50,000 in net worth. So if I get a 7.2% return by 1994, I should have about $100,000. And without going back and looking right now, I don't remember where it was, but I would almost guarantee you that it was that plus, because what happens is your money does double because of the stock market, but you also start investing in other things. In my case, you know, I bought a second house and I bought a third house, and then I bought a threeplex, things like that. And those things, instead of doubling your money, when you have multiple items growing for you, they triple and quadruple your money. So anyway, it's just a good way to visually see where you're at. It's your report card financially. So your net worth statement is a just a quick visual on how you're doing. And maybe then you can dig a little deeper and make corrections for that year. The last thing I want to talk about is that I find it fun to track my financial growth from year to year. As it grows, it motivates me to continue on and not give up on my financial goals. Yeah, just like any goal. You want to see actual progress. Right. That's why if you're going to the gym and you want to get stronger or lose weight, you actually want to show, you actually want to track. Well, I lost five pounds this month or I lost two pounds or I gained, you know, this much muscle or I, it's always good to track. Yeah. And on the, and the weight thing, you know, if you're at a gym and you're curling 50 pounds, uh, you know, 10 times and now after, you know, a month, now you're doing, you know, 60 pounds or 65 pounds you track that, it, it's rewarding to see your results. You're getting better and better. So let me suggest one thing to take action on. Creating a net worth statement is really not a long drawn out process. And as you can see by mine, it's really simple. But it can be very rewarding to track your progress over time. And if you are married, you can spend an hour or so every year sharing your results from the last year. And from that, you can plan for the next year where you want to spend your hard earned money. Remember, fail to plan, plan to fail. Yeah, and Dave does it by paper. If you are a spreadsheet person or a note taker on the computer, that works as well. The point is that you're going out there and you're tracking your net worth to make sure you're making progress. And and again, that's going to stir you on as you move forward in your own financial goals. So on the next podcast, next week, we're going to ask you a question. Are you average. Maybe you've done your net worth and you're thinking, well, am I average? Well, in the next podcast, Mr. Average, we haven't referred to him as Mr. Average recently, but Dave Alger will share what the average net worth is for your peer group. Now you can be average in a lot of things and that is just fine. However, in regards to your money, Dave wants you to be different, unusual, better than average, and he will share tips on just how to do that. So lastly, if you have any questions at all, reach out to Dave at savelikedave.com. And if I have it correctly, it looks like you have a quote from somebody who's not very average. Yeah. His name is Warren Buffett. And most of you have heard of him. He's, I think he's like 90 years old now. He may be, give or take a few years. But he is an incredible person of wealth, and he did it uh, on his own, basically. He's worth 100 
billion dollars, billion dollars. But here's an interesting statement that he made. I'll leave you with this. My wealth has come from a combination of living in America, some lucky genes, and compound interest. <laughs>